Fake news. Mr. President. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Mr. President. I just want to have one thing to say. Mr. President, I'm trying to get a word edgewise here. Fake news put out Mr. President, it's not trying to say good things. Mr. President, it's not fake news just because you don't like it. A few days ago, fake news called Enough. Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news with the poor report, with the late breaking news that really matters. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Piss off, ghost! Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's episode 195. I am your host, Nate. And today, joining me, you guys know him from Podcastrophe. You guys love him. It's true. You guys watch him all the time on the live feed and go, oh, man, he's so handsome and dreamy. Welcome back for the first time in way too long. I can't genuinely remember the last time we've been on one-on-one here. Welcome back to the show. Mr. Dick Blaine Tyner, Dr. Dongo himself. Hi. Uh, and and it is actually confirmed now that people like me more because we had a poll. And I know. Uh, isn't that crazy? I won by a landslide, I'm going to say, because I did some like really, really last minute campaigning. <laughs> yeah, I heard like Tyler was on vacation and you're like, guys, fucking vote for me. <laughs> Do well, it. I was I was winning like right off the bat. And then it became like dead even, and then he was just barely beating me. So I'm like, no, no. So I started sending stop people to messages, that. and only humans shared the poll and told people to vote for me. But I didn't get any votes from that. Um, uh, burp. I got some zombie dust, and I'm I'm good to go. I voted against you, just to I know. be honest. I, it was a no. You can you can see vote. who votes for who. Okay, oh, that's great. And I'm that's aware great. of everyone that voted. Yeah, mine was like a sympathy vote because so, you were whipping his thanks. ass like steadily. And I was like, let's try to tip the scales a little bit. Let's see if my one vote does anything. I don't think it did. It did not I convinced, save uh, I convinced Rachel to switch her vote. <laughs> Whoa. I was like, if you cherish our friendship at all, you will switch votes. Yeah. I threatened and then she was like, okay, I, cool. I, I outright threatened our friendship. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so she was like, okay, fine. Fuck it. I'll, I'll change my vote. I'll change my vote. I was in it to win it. All right. I'll be on your side. The stakes were high and, uh, I wasn't fucking around. No, sir. No, sir at all. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I'm, I'm like, I'm getting the anyways. Okay. We're back at it. Okay. (laughs) So I haven't had you on the show in a while. No. We had a lot of stuff going on. We are. Steadily moving towards LaffyCon, 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 LaffyCon. Yeah, we're. A couple I'm weeks excited away. for that. I am. Too. Are you? Are you also excited? Oh, I'm very excited. You know, because you know, last year I was just the help. I was the guy that showed up and was like, "Yeah, I'll help." But now I'm like, we're all a family and we're all part of it. I mean, I we were all a family then, but now it's like official. I'm a name. And yeah, man, you do shit for our network. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Uh, I'm excited to see 
what comes of it, what happens during it. Um, I'm trying my best to get things prepared for like my end, like the podcastrophe end of things at LoffyCon. Um, hopefully have some stuff to sell or give Ooh, to people. Yeah. So Miranda, she's on it. She asked me today, she's cause we had, we were going to order some like buttons and stuff. And Miranda's like, are we going to have time? I'm like, you know, I think even if we ordered today, they're not going to get here in time. So she's like, I'll just get a button maker and we'll make buttons. Boom. Baller. She's, Do it she's that clutch. way. She's clutch and she's, uh, she's really supportive of it and she wants to help and, make things and make things happen. So I love her. It's crazy, man. You guys, <laughs> well, of course you love her. I mean, you guys have been going, you guys have been going steady as long as podcastrophy has been going pretty much. Yes. Like yes, right just, around. That's crazy. Yeah. I met her uh, like a couple weeks after I started podcastrophy. So you're like, uh, you guys just dropped episode 40. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? What's that like? Cause I, it's been a long time since I've been that far back, you know? So I, it's like perspective, you know, it's, it's different. You know, it's, it's weird. Cause like I keep wanting to uh, touch up on these little milestones. Like we're 10 away from 50, but, uh, I don't really think about it. Like I want to, but at, at the end of the day, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, cause like I, I don't have anything planned for episode 50. Uh, I, I thought about trying to make a, a drunk catastrophe uh, in episode 50, but, uh, I don't know, like the only way we'd be able to have a drunk catastrophe is over shutdown, which I don't think will be on episode 50 by then. <laughs> um, cause then I can get drunk in the middle of the week and not give a shit. I mean, you could do it early cause I think August, September is around where you're going to be at 50. Somewhere around then, I think actually like right around when the network turns one year old, you guys have episode 50. Okay. Yeah, probably. So, um, I want to live stream it though, as always. So like, I guess it would get kind of, kind of timey wimey as you always say with, uh, the live stream, but it, it could possibly be done. It could possibly be done. We'll have to see what, what you should do is film it and then just play the footage as the live stream because you can do that on your computer you know yes and then just and then people think it's the live stream they wouldn't know any fucking better (laughs) i mean you know what i'm saying i I mean very possible i guess we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be able to react to comments that's true Uh, and that is a big thing for your show i think that's one very unique thing you guys have going on is the ability to talk to people while you're in the podcast mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of shows do it differently like some people some shows have chats uh, some just respond to live tweets, like tweets that they're getting as they're doing the show. Uh, like Ro- I, I base my show a lot off of the Rooster Teeth podcast, and they do that kind of stuff all the time. They're they're doing polls as they uh, uh, do their show, which they, they do a live show for Rooster Teeth first members every Monday. Um, so yeah, I, I've always I've always taken a lot of inspiration off of them. And uh, because they were the first podcast I ever listened to. As discussed on the Voice of Survival episode seven. I thought it was 10. It was 10. It was 10. It was 10. (laughs) Again, timey wimey. I've done a lot of those, bro. I just did that one with Lauren. That was a that was an intense conversation. uh, So this comes out. This is Monday. (laughs) Monday. Yes, we are Um, here on Monday. We are here on Monday. And that episode was last Friday. 
And uh, I want to say that was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Man, I, that's one of those things that like going into that story, I didn't know it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this could get like really way more intense than I was expecting. And it definitely did, but not in a bad way. It was just like the story kept shifting in ways I wasn't ready for. And it was like, I mean, the story is incredible. You guys heard it. Anyways, uh, so, you know, something hasn't happened on our network since April 27th. <laughs> I know. We are in motherfucking June. And it is, that's almost two months ago. And you have not spoken a single word. And I feel like you're probably some sort of pent up rage monster just waiting to like hulk the fuck out. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like, like, like somebody failed to do. Yeah, somebody Spoilers. totally failed to do. Thanks, Loki, for hiding inside of Hulk. Do you really think that's what happened? Oh, possibly. It's, it is a possibility. I, I know that would really make Miranda happy, but I just... I love the finality of his death, though, honestly. Yeah, because she's like... So, for those listening, we're talking Infinity War. I haven't said a word about Infinity War, aside from talking to Tyler about liking Deadpool 2 more than Infinity War, which is really weird. Um, but it is what it is. So some people are right and some people are wrong. And, uh, and you happen goes. to be one of the right ones, right? Is that what you're saying? I, I just can't in good conscience uh, side with him on that. Like... It's so weird, like, because there's so much more to Infinity War. Like, they built up 10 years worth of story to that moment. And then Deadpool 2 is just, like, a continuation of the last movie (laughs) two years ago. (laughs) And then literally gets retconned at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, technically speaking, you know. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, it's weird because Infinity War came out and I saw it and I've seen it a bunch and I have like a lot of thoughts. Did you see, by the way, did you see this fucking guy who has seen Infinity War once every day since it's come out? Uh, Tyler mentioned something about that guy today and uh, at work and I I just had to laugh and chuckle and I, I said to him, I said, Tyler... Is Infinity War the new Titanic? Because that's what they did back when Titanic was still in theaters. People would go there and watch it and keep count of how many times they saw it in theaters. And there was like people that saw it like a hundred times. And I remember I remember watching the special. Or maybe maybe it was like ten years after Titanic. They uh uh Inside Edition. I used to watch that out of my grandparents because that's we had that we had CBS and uh NBC and like Fox, and that was it. Uh, you know, love Fox ears. News, not, not, not Fox News, just Fox, <laughs> just good old, Fox. Good old like uh, Simpsons and Jerry Springer and uh, Povich. L- local, local um, Fox News. <laughs> totally, I totally uh, vibe that. But yeah, and uh, I would watch, I would watch Inside Edition at like five thirty or six or whenever it was on, and I remember what? seeing a special on that. It's really interesting because the dude has seen it every day since it's come out and they are extending its run in theaters, which is kind of like Titanic, but Mm -hmm. it's because they're still making so much money that they can't in good, like 
conscious go, okay, let's just shut this down. I mean, Black Panther ran all the way until it was out on Blu-ray. Literally the day it dropped on Blu-ray, I think was the last day in theaters you could see it. Yeah. So, I mean, they ran that movie forever. And this is an opportunity to like get really close to the coveted Avatar and, mm-hmm. and Titanic. I mean, this extended run could put them right there in the thick of things, especially yeah. with people like, oh, my God, we can see it one last time before we can't see it for at least a month. You know, uh, so let's let's just get right into it, man. What did you think? What are your thoughts on this movie? Break oh, it man. down for me. So I went into this movie with like really insane expectations and, uh, you know, I wasn't let down. Totally. (laughs) Totally, totally. I absolutely loved this movie. Like, it was honestly everything I wanted it to be. Uh, It was was great how they had had so much going on in all these different places, and they were just jumping from one place to the other, and uh, it's all happening at the same time. And uh, I just loved it. I only have one qualm with the whole movie. Bring it on. Bring it to me. What's the qualm? So, Children of Thanos, uh, Proxima Midnight, and... uh, Corvus Glaive? Corvus Glaive. They're fighting uh, good old Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess I got two gripes. Okay, sure. Both have to do with that scene. Sure. entire scene. Uh, Sure, it starts off slow. Whatever. I can handle that. So out of nowhere, they're getting attacked and Vision is just completely worthless. Like, what the hell happened? He can pick up Thor's hammer, but he is completely worthless here. Sure, he got well, blindsided, it, but still. He, he, he got stabbed through like the center of his core with that weapon, Corvus Glaive's weapon that like is, essentially it like disabled him. Yeah, you know, it was the uh, kill shot that just made him fucking useless. So he's like like a sack of fucking potatoes, except for he's a robot, robot potatoes or some shit. (laughs) Robot potatoes. Robotots. That's what it (laughs) is. Oh (laughs) shit. Robotots. Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh man. Uh, I smell an episode title. Oh, Robotots is definitely it. Um, Uh, So so get back to it. That's my minor. That's my minor gripe. Uh, My other qualm gripe um, is, once again, same scene. Uh, they're fighting. They're fighting. And out of nowhere, here comes Cap and and uh, Black Widow and Falcon to save the day. You know, mostly regular people aside from Cap. And Black Widow and Falcon are just whooping ass against these super aliens. Like, what? It didn't make sense to me. It didn't well, make sense at all. I, I kind of agree with that, you know, because there's a little bit of like, uh, okay, Cap is, is there, you know, you see at the end of the movie that Scarlet Witch is hands down the most powerful Avenger. I don't care what anybody says. Clearly, yes. I mean, she's like, here, let me kill my boyfriend. Also hold Thanos back like it ain't no fucking thing. She almost succeeds in doing so. Yeah. And then time gets turned backwards and she has no hope, you know. And Vision uh, has to die twice. Like, he has to oh, experience man. that twice. Do you think he, he realizes that it's already happened? Or No, no okay. way. The way the time stone works, if you, I mean, think okay. back to Doctor Strange. Yeah, you're if right. you're not If you're not, like, tapped into strange moving time, like how Wong was, like, then you don't even know that it's happening. Yeah, uh, right. So, 
I think I think that also it's funny that Wong just like says peace the fuck out guys like I'm gonna go back <laughs> yeah. to the Sanctum Sanctorum you guys go fight Thanos I'm not doing it I understand my role I know what's up uh, yeah he's just like peace out they they mentioned that uh, on the Rooster Teeth podcast last week or this week one of the two and it, they just mentioned how he's like eh fuck this peace out <laughs> I'm gonna go you know guard this- my shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this movie had a lot of amazing scenes. I'm curious, of all the scenes in the movie, like, what's your... Every fucking time you think about it, you're like, fuck yes. I get a lot of chills from a lot of... Thinking about a lot of the scenes. Um, The big scene uh, that does it for me. Uh, I mean, cool. You have your your, uh, post-snap. You got that, and everybody at the, the... the atmosphere of the movie changes. Um, and it like much like right now, like it just got really quiet. <laughs> yeah. And like soft and, <laughs> and, and, and upset. yeah, all you hear is like leaves blowing on the trees and then everybody, the just everything's thunder. Quiet. The thunder rumbling is what yeah, gets me. Yeah. Uh, it's like really unsettling. Mm-hmm. But that's that I would say that's a close second. Like, that the moment like that entire end sequence uh but the first one that got me was uh gamora's death the soul stone man what a that, powerful scene powerful the scene, scene the scene is powerful but it's also like i think that scene holds a one two punch they do such a great job of holding like where the soul stone is close to the chest you don't see any teasers of anything in the trailers or anything like yeah. that yeah. And everybody's like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So when it comes down to it, you know, you get to this point where you're in that scene and boom, you get your sh- your first real shocker of the movie, in my opinion, is the Red Skull reveal. Yeah. And you're like, holy fucking shit, man. <laughs> Whoa. Like, I wasn't actually expecting them to do that. Like, I had called out how cool it would be for Thanos to bring the Masters of Evil to the movie and have, like, Thanos, Loki, uh, Red Skull, Ultron, you know, running rampant and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, which did not happen. But Red Skull appearing was awesome, and then it gave him purpose, you know? Uh, but then, of course, the power would, that would, you know, you're talking about it with Gamora's death is just... Oh, yeah, because, you know, she's laughing. She thinks she's won. She th- and then you turn... Thanos turns around and he's got tears rolling and it's like that. And it's a powerful scene because it just shows you the depth of Thanos. Like he, he loves Gamora. Like he, she is his child. And despite like not actually being his child and, you know, kind of torturing her and shit throughout her life. Um, (laughs) But like he loves her and he knows what he has to do. And he is, he, he is so strong in his convictions that, you know, he's willing to make that sacrifice to go forward with his plan. And that's, it's nuts to me. He just throws her, you know, it's crazy because you think back to guardians of the galaxy and that's Thanos is for like Josh Brolin as Thanos first full real Mm -hmm. appearance. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you isolated my favorite daughter, Gamora. And then ultimately he isolates his favorite daughter, Gamora by, Uh effectively killing her but she's just in my opinion trapped in the soul stone there's a way around that they they, that's comic book knowledge for you Mm -hmm. folks if he went and talked to her when thor put that fucking axe in his chest like 
she's still there. Don't worry. And the reason she looked young is because that's the image of her that he loves. That's what he sees in his daughter when he looks at Gamora. He doesn't see the adult who's angry and who has tried to kill him on multiple occasions and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. You know, he sees I mean, his little girl and it's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. And we get we get multiple scenes with um, that are just powerful like that. I mean, you get the whole uh, Peter Quill and like when he's goes to kill her. Like, oh. oh, man, because he lives. Listen, OK, and granted, he's affected by the snap. He lives with that, man. He lives yeah. with the I was going to kill her in cold oh, blood yeah. because I had to do it. He lives in his conscience that he pulled the trigger. Yeah, that's like <laughs> fucked up psychological, like damaging. That's how dope Thanos is in a fucking weird way, because he gets you. He gets everybody on a level that you're not really expecting, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah, like that uh, – I don't know if you ever noticed this, but there's a very interesting line that T'Challa says when they are getting ready to do like the big running sequence against all the Outriders. <laughs> yeah. And he says, um, all Thanos will have is blood and dust. Ooh. Like Thanos coming to Wakanda, all Thanos will have is blood Ooh. and dust. And I mean literally gets blood because all the children of Thanos die. And dust because the snap happens and dust. Man. It's so fucking deep foreshadowing. It's crazy. And there's like so much of that little shit in there, you know? Um, tangent, but not a tangent. Bring it on. Uh, I love tangents. That's what this show was built so, on. So uh, last year I watched a good old show on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why. Okay, I've heard about this show. I've heard it's like really fucking psychologically fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it, it touches on a lot of really uh, deep issues uh, in a very sometimes extreme way just to illustrate like what could happen uh, and sometimes in a very realistic way. Uh, I've, I really enjoy the show. Uh, yes, there were some moments in that show that were a bit much, but, you know, I'm a... I'm an adult. I can handle this shit. I got a strong stomach. Um, you can separate yourself year, knowing that it's a Miranda TV and I, show. We've been watching season two. It's on Netflix. It is a Netflix show. But uh, we've been watching season two, and we finish it. And throughout the entire series, like the main character that it's about, she's dead. She's she's dead. She gives uh, she committed suicide, and. So at the end of season two, spoilers for anybody who wants to watch the show, um, they're holding, they're finally holding a funeral service like eight months after it happened because the parents were too ashamed to uh, do it at the time. So they're finally holding one and the main character that we've been following the whole time, uh, this season, he's been kind of seeing her ghost, but it's just like a, a, a mental thing and it's going on. Um, and he's basically giving a speech at her funeral. And he essentially says goodbye and lets her go in that moment. Really, really deep and touching. But like, so like we're watching this. Miranda and I are we're laying in my bed. We're watching this. It's completely quiet, completely serious. We're, we're into this. And I just raise my hand. And as he's saying goodbye and she kind of, it, it's fo cameras focusing on her. I just snap my finger. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And that's I, like a dust fading away. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> and she just, she just punches me in the side like, God damn it. 
you took the serious all the way out of the moment. I had I had an opportunity and I took it. Okay, it's not very often that I have such a great opportunity at being funny, uh, so I I had to take it. Had to. Man, take when it. you get the setup, you have to. It's I mm-hmm. mean, there's no questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I here's an interesting thing to talk about: uh, Infinity War, deep inside of all the like the little thoughts and stuff in my mind. Did you see the thing about Mantis? No. What thing about oh. Mantis? Okay, so this is gonna fuck with your brain hole. So back in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Ego is showing Peter all of the life forms he essentially banged to try to create a Peter Quill, someone strong enough to have the celestial light within that could be human or, you know, a species, not let's, yes. let's not necessarily say human, but a species and part celestial, right? So Peter Quill definitely is the son of Ego. Mm-hmm. Here's one for you. Mantis is the daughter of Ego, and guess what? Quill and Mantis are brother and sister, and it has been confirmed by James Gunn. Really? They might not necessarily realize it yet, but while they may not realize it, check this out. So they you zoom in on the thing that shows all the different people, and uh, Ego is definitely with one of the species that Mantis is, right? They even went so far as they cast her mom. Ultimately, the footage wasn't used, but they cast Mantis's mom for a scene specifically with Ego. Ego says he keeps her around because he, she, her powers help him sleep. Really, she's also one of his children, meaning okay. unbeknownst right now to Peter Quill that Mantis is his sister and, man, have they endured some shit. Yeah. Um. For the record, your video is frozen and it has been for a while, so okay. I can't see well, it. But that's okay. okay. That's okay. I can oh. fix that. I'll just reset the video. <laughs> I was like, oh, you Bam. disappeared. Ah, I'm there back. you are. You're back. Hey. I see you. I mean, you're just frozen in the same spot. You kind of looked like, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Robert De Niro in Awakenings. Like, oh, I thought you said I was going to look like William Murderface, and I was like, <laughs> son of a bitch, you motherfucker. Have you ever seen that movie, Awakenings? No. It's no, a, it's Robin Williams, uh, Robert De Niro, and maybe some other people. But uh, Robert Downey Robin, Jr.? Robin no. Hood? No. You wish. I wish. Robin Thicke? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a movie about... Um, Robin Williams supposedly has a cure for some disease that like all these people in this one mental institution have where they just basically stopped functioning and like they, they're basically vegetables, but like they're just asleep essentially. Uh, so I think it's a true story too. It's it's what's weird, but, um, uh, Do do you need me to go to the Google machine on this one? Do it. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's called awakenings. Awakenings uh, movie. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that's a really cool theory about Mantis, or I guess not theory, <laughs> since it's been confirmed. But yeah, so I did not out, know that. Awakenings is a 1990 American drama film based on Oliver Sacks' 1973 memoir of the same title. Mm. It tells the story of Malcolm Sayer, who, in 1969, discovered beneficial effects of the drug L-Dopa. He administered it to catatonic patients who survived the 1917 through 28 epidemic of, I'm not going to try to fucking say that word, but it's Encephalitis lethargica. 
Uh, <laughs> Leonard Lowell and the rest of the patients yes. were awakened after decades and have to deal with a new life in a new time. Whoa, it's like legit time travel. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, like because like when they came to, they were um, they they were, they just basically woke up from that exact moment that they went to sleep. Whoa! So they were essentially frozen in time mentally. Holy shit, that's crazy. That would be a crazy thing to experience, mm-hmm. like Captain America. Definitely Weird. a good watch. Definitely a good watch. Okay, well, I'm going to have to check that out. So back to uh, Infinity War, because I've got more like thoughts and theories, and I'm sure you do too also as well, and I can't wait to hear them. Um, did I tell you my Doctor Strange thing and why him giving up the Time Stone is the most important move in the movie? No, you did not. I alluded to it. Okay. So obviously there's some things you think about when you think about what Doctor Strange says to Tony Stark. He says we're in the end game now. Uh, Tony, mm-hmm. it was the only way, right? It, the reason being is, and this is important, the cloak that Dr. Strange wears, his cloak of levitation, disappears yes. with him. It is an item that is a fixture of his person, right? Yes. As is the eye of Agamotto. He always has it on, okay? Mm-hmm. So in seeing that the snap would happen inevitably – if he refuses in that moment to give up the time stone and Thanos gets it by other means and maybe, let's say, kills Doctor Strange permanently, uh, the Eye of Agamotto might have disappeared with his body. Therefore, the time stone would have been lost forever. It would have created a paradox. Well, in order for the snap to happen, uh, he would have to have the time stone. Correct. Therein lies the paradox. And we know that paradoxes can happen in Doctor Strange's world because he could have created infinite time loops. Yes. Think of the end of Strange, obviously, right? So mm-hmm. it's possible that he knows that there are all these different possible end games, but that that is essentially the shifting factor. Mm-hmm. Giving up the stone for survival because you have to let Thanos think that he win. Like Thanos goes, oh, I won. I fucking did it. I got everybody. But that's ultimately going to be his downfall too, I think. But anyways, back to it. More thoughts on the movie from you, my friend. Oh, man. It, it, my thoughts are so scattered, especially since it's been like a month since I saw it. I saw it twice. Uh, once with Tyler. Did you and... see it in 3D at all? No, and I wish I would have saw it in IMAX. I think you still can. Probably. Probably won't. <laughs> but, You're like, uh, I probably won't, but yeah, yeah totally. Uh, I, I have a tendency. I'll, I'll rarely see a movie twice in theaters. Uh, this one, I, I, I mostly just wanted Miranda to see it. Uh, which Ooh, how was that oh man she she really liked it and oh boy i will tell you all about her experience our experience together sure please do so right off the bat she's pissed because <laughs> her Loki's favorite character dead. in all of this is loki yes and i'll get i'll get to that post movie and then so fast forward to uh the intro to guardians Okay. She's she's seeing all these people and they're having a good time, you know that. And she leans over to me and I said this in our group chat. Oh yeah. She I leans over this. to me and says, "I have no idea who these people are." And I'm like, and oh I start, god. I start like, I, I, oh my god, I was so angry. <laughs> cringe, instant I, cringe. And like, right? I know I probably ruined some people's experience watching this movie, but I like, I start like freaking out. I'm like. 
How did you? How you not see? You haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> it's just That's like, amazing. Oh. I, I thought those I wish were somebody would have movies. caught that on tape. <laughs> I wish like, somebody no, would have had these... like. <laughs> <laughs> she thought these were different. She thought. Um, she thought the Guardians of the Galaxy movies were part of. Um, she's like, I can't remember what movies, but I know it's a. I know it's a certain movie, and she starts describing it. And as she describes it more and more, this is post movie, by the way. She says, I, I, I interrupt her. I'm like, Did you think that Guardians of the Galaxy was part of Percy Jackson? <laughs> oh my God. And she's like, She looks it up and she goes, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so, question Have you yeah. rectified the situation yet? Yes. We immediately at this that conversation happened on our way home. I think we went and got Wendy's, and because it was late, we needed food. I needed food. Uh, I don't know how she lives, but I need food. Brain fuel. Uh, yes. So she looks it up. Percy Jackson. I'm like, we are going home, and we are watching Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't care how fucking late I'm up tonight. This is the weekday. I had to work. I had to be up at five in the morning to go going to work but uh, i was like i don't care how late i'll be miserable tomorrow we're watching guardians of the galaxy tonight it's important (laughs) it is important fuck yeah and she loved it yes and she cried when groot said we are groot uh she cried i didn't no yeah i I don't have much i don't have much connection to groot um that's me though so following friday we finish up and watch guardians 2 uh, she enjoyed that one, so she's caught and up on those. Everything became so much clearer. Mm-hmm. I was like, Guardians Two isn't as important to Infinity War as the first one is, because you know it's more important that you're introduced to these characters. Like, well, was- it's very important that you're introduced to Mantis, though. Yes. I think her power yes. is super important to what happens in Infinity War. Obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but also we got into an argument over, she's like, he can't be dead. Loki can't be dead. I'm like, he's pretty fucking dead, bro. She goes, he, he can't. I'm like, dude, he's, he's fucking dead. Like he there is, are no resurrections this time. He is definitely fucking dead. <laughs> like he he's is, he is more dead. than dead. He is fucking dead. Like he got his trachea crushed. Like he is man de- dead definitively. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, he, he can't be dead. They, they can't make another Thor movie without him. I'm like, yes, they can. It's called Thor, <laughs> not Loki. Ugh, women, man. No, <laughs> the thing is, okay. So the Loki thing, right? It's interesting to me because Thanos says no resurrections this time, mm-hmm. but there are some really interesting things at play. So like, one thing that's at play is Heimdall using the dark power to send Hulk back to Earth. We yeah. already know, we already know, right, that uh, Loki can like split his body and do and like create mirages of himself, full mm-hmm. acting, just like him things, right? Yeah. So. What if as soon as the okay, you have to assume we don't know what happened Thanos actually getting on to the Asgardian ship, but you have to assume that 
when that happened, like Tessa Thompson's character, Valkyrie and Korg and Mike got the like half of the Asgardians that are going to survive for sure and took them the fuck away because we didn't yeah. see them. There were no confirmations of death. Right. So, so it could have been possible with them. Well, no, it will maybe. And then had Loki pretending to be someone yeah. else because that's, you've seen him also. That's a theory act, I've seen. Act as, as someone else. Correct. Because he even played Captain America in uh, Thor the Dark World. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a the theory worst I've MCU seen. Movie. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I mean, do you think to... that's possible, though? I mean, it'd be I, genius. I, I, I can see it. I kind of just want to take it as it is, you know, and uh, let that death be a thing. I mean, I like Loki. I enjoy his character. I enjoy what he's brought to the MCU, but I also like, I think it makes it that much more meaningful when they do die. Yes, so, because we haven't had, I mean, even Coulson's death wasn't permanent. No, you know, through Agents of Shield. So having these people, certain characters, like I feel pretty certain we'll get Vision back. Like Shuri will have a file of him. You know, she closes Ooh. the file before uh, Corvus Glaive actually attacks her. So she has the full copy. So it's very possible that she could use vibranium to replicate the Mind Stone. I guess. Hey Tony, I got Jarvis back. <laughs> <laughs> he's just Jarvis again, and, it, oh, and he's pissed about it. <laughs> Hello, sir. I did better as Dryden Voss, you know. Like. <laughs> I was uh, disappointed in that character too, but we're on Infinity War right now. Totally, totally, totally. Um, okay, so what was the hardest death for you to witness in that movie? Oh, probably Gamora. Yeah, definitely uh, Gamora. Definitely Gamora. Not, and it was hard, but I mean, I don't know. It, it was really difficult to watch, but at the same time, I absolutely loved it. I loved, I loved all those heart wrenching moments because that's that's stuff I live for. Is things that make me feel. I've said it yes. a million times. Things that totally. make me feel are the best. Yeah, oh. man. Uh, I think after my multiple rewatches of of Infinity War and knowing now what Groot's last word was. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it makes it so hard to watch that scene because he's just looking at Rocket going, Dad, and then just fucking getting taken away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen like they had like a bunch of set pictures and stuff, and it's pretty much confirmed that we're going to have some timey-wimey stuff going on in the next Avengers where they end up back in New York during the Battle of New York. Interesting. Like, except for Ant-Man's there this time. And also Tony is one of the, uh, well, because they can bring him back there, obviously. Yeah. And that's another yeah. thing that we can talk about is Ant-Man and the Wasp could very easily introduce the idea that in the quantum realm, you can time jump without even touching time. Yes. Which is fucking weird. Mm -hmm. But it can totally be a link. And that's also a link to the soul world, I think, uh, could be. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to mention something I don't believe because I've I've tried to keep up on all the Infinity War talk across the network, uh, mostly so when I finally did get to talk to you about it because I, I was supposed to be part of that original uh, Infinity War episode, but it just didn't work out. 
but didn't and it bummed me the fuck out. I know. We, d- we what we worked with was really interesting. Like how I made it work was interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and you know, I I was kind of happy. I didn't. I wasn't on it. I was bummed, but I was happy because I wanted one more watch of the of the movie before I said anything about it. Uh, but one thing I don't think any that's been really discussed, and it's just a really small thing that I I kind of was I kind of giggled about from um, knowing just a little bit of the comics that I do know. Is sure. the, scene, the scene with uh, Nebula, where she's stuck in suspended animation. Okay. I was like, oh man, is this like an homage to the fucking, like her being a statue? Like a tortured, melted statue? Well, yeah, because in the comics, uh, during the actual Infinity Gauntlet storyline, it's really weird how that storyline plays out because Gamora, or Nebula, not Gamora, my bad. Nebula gets turned into literally like a walking zombie. Mm -hmm. She is literally just forced to walk in the same pattern as the same being all the time. But ultimately, it's Nebula that starts the defeat of Thanos. Yeah. And man, I would love, love, it would be so much payoff to that character if Karen Gillian or Gilligan or whatever from Doctor Who end up with the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. as Nebula, even just for a fucking minute, you know? Uh, yeah. That'd be cool. I like Nebula. I like her character throughout the series a lot. Um, I just, especially in Guardians 2, like, wow. Uh, the emotion she put out when, like, basically having that heart-to-heart with Gamora. That was cool. Oh, you kept winning and never, never stopping, never faltering, and he kept taking yeah. parts from me. Oh my god, it's so epic! Uh, another scene from that movie with Nebula that makes me just fucking giggle is the uh, scene with Kraglin when he's like, you know, what are you gonna buy? And she's, you know, talks about how she's gonna go find Thanos and kill him, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna buy a hat, something make the girls go, ooh, that's nice, you yeah. know, like. That shit cracks me up. He, he cracked me up. I uh, That's James Gunn's brother, correct? Yeah, absolutely. He also uh, is the mocap for Rocket. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because Bradley Cooper's not going to mocap Rocket, you know. He should. It'd be funny. Well, Bradley Cooper's <laughs> to A-list, you know. To He's A-list in a new movie coming that. out with Lady Gaga. Really? And it looks really good. It's called A Star is Born. Interesting. It, it's got him, I believe I saw Terrence Howard in it, Lady Gaga, and I can't remember anybody else, but it looks really good. Uh, I think I may have shared the trailer. I'm not sure. Uh, there's been a lot of good trailers. I mean, we got the Bumblebee trailer. Oh, I forgot. We haven't even, yeah. Are we, do you, are, would you, do you have more to say about Infinity War before we move on? Because I felt like that was a beautiful segue I don't want to take advantage nope. of. You know, I'm good. I'm content. Okay, well, we can we're always come back more. to it. That, yeah, we're going to keep <laughs> talking about Infinity War. Trust me, the conversation is not going to stop here. So, <laughs> it doesn't stop. Honestly, man, I saw the Bumblebee trailer initially. Like, I saw that they shared it, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I could give two shits about this dumb fucking movie. Quit making Transformers movies. <laughs> and then I actually watched it, and I was like, Holy shit, that looks really cool. I'm like actually excited to see it. I was totally yeah. misled. I thought that John Cena was going to be the uh, the good guy in this movie, and it seems he is totally not the good guy. He's like the bad dude, which is awesome. So 
I I didn't even it's see like a, him in the trailer. Really? He's the he's the lead <laughs> general. He's the lead general. Nate. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had I okay, I'm I'm not oh, gonna lie. You I stole that me. joke. We you were at can't lunch. See me, you motherfucker. Yeah, we were at lunch and uh, Tyler brought it up. Uh, Brando had already seen it, and he and he made the joke, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't even see John Cena in the trailer." And it went over my head then, but Tyler got it right away. Took a set, couple seconds for Joe, and then Brandon just starts chuckling. <laughs> I'm like, "Man, it's oh good. god, it's a damn good it!" Because I was I was also like doing my own thing while listening to them talk. But I was like, oh, man, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, for Transformers movies, I kind of stopped watching them a while ago. But this is one yeah. that kind of draws me in. Like, I would actually probably check this movie out. Mm-hmm. The Last night wasn't terrible. It wasn't as bad as Age of Extinction or Dark of the Moon. But and I guess they're all not the best anyways. But uh, last I night I didn't hate the bad. first one. I didn't either. I liked and Revenge the of the one Fallen more. wasn't that bad either. I mean, let's I liked be real. it more than the first, mostly because in the first movie, uh, I was so pissed off about all the Transformer fights. I was like, oh, cool, up close grinding gears. That's awesome. Next movie. Man, the Transformer noise, too. Yeah. And then next movie. Oh, shit. You can actually see them duking it out and fighting. And it's not up close, super, like seeing all the gears turn in and grinding up against each other and sparks flying and i was like oh cool i can actually see what's going on this is what i want. you know another trailer came out i don't know what you thought about this one but the end of the spider-verse trailer trailer mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. dropped yes and, and it I'm, seems that like uh, miles morales is now in the spideyverse 616 so he's like where regular peter parker is but he's not the only one and it seems like they're bringing like I loved the art style of the thing. Like it had some comic book like pals yeah, and stuff and whatnot weird. that were really cleverly done. Yeah. And like the animation is uh, really nifty as well. Yeah. It's got, it's kind of got like the sluggish like animating, animated style, like the motion of it is, but it works. It um, almost reminds me of Kubo and the two strings. Okay. I haven't seen that yet. You should. It's very good. I've heard. I've heard. It's on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. So I might have to check that out. Um, but yeah, it was cool. And I, I almost immediately recognized Peter Parker's voice. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was in Jurassic World. Uh, he, he played the guy. I think his name's Nick in real life. Uh, but he played this guy that he had the the Jurassic, the original Jurassic Park shirt on and all the action, like collectible action figures on his desk. Um, they gave him shit for it. Like the, oh, a, uh, I thought his name was Jack Johnson. I'll, I'll, you look I'll, it up. You Google machine this one. Yes. Okay, so... I'll, just, um, I'll look up the actual IMD, IMDB for Into the Spider-Verse. Smart, super smart. Uh, it's cool because we don't just get the Miles Morales thing. At the end of the trailer, we get the reveal of Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Like... Jake Johnson, by the way. Jake Johnson, not Jack Johnson. Jake. Uh, and Leave Schraber. Wow. Who's he playing? Morlin. Morlun, Morlun. Whoa, they're doing the Morlin storyline? Okay, so Morlin, that's fucking awesome. He, 
Okay, Moreland is from the end of the Spider-Verse storyline that came out a couple years ago, like 2015, I think. And um, Moreland is essentially this dude, his family lives off the energy of people who have the spider power. And he travels interdimensionally to find spider people and steal them of their life force. He essentially utilizes Madam Web as like the launch point to use and to break through the Spider-Verse and find all these different people. And it's crazy because in that storyline, there are hundreds of Spider-Men from different universes. It's like one of them is Ben Parker. Like Peter got shot and killed that night and Ben becomes Spider-Man. But he's old and kind of not really that good at being a superhero. He's just trying his damnedest, you know, but he's like a little sluggish. And then there's like Spider-Punk and Spider-Pig and fucking... um, Spider-Pig. The the British Spider, I think, is one of them. And there's like the Japanese Spider-Man. They even have nods to Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in the comic universe, making them essentially canon. Okay, so I'm going to say this real quick. Sure. Uh, this is okay. So this is just I type in into the Spider Verse cast, and that's what Google gives me at the very top. It's their um, list. I go to IMDb, and it's a different list because I just happen to notice um, Jake Johnson is listed as the kingpin on the Google one, but and then I go to IMDb, and it says Peter Parker, Spider Man. Uh, Leave Schraber, however, is the kingpin. Oh, ooh, that's interesting casting. Uh, and I don't see Moreland anywhere on this, on IMDb. Damn it. Oh, uh, but, I hope but it would make sense. Line. It would be cool. After what yeah. you just told me, it makes sense. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he is in it. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, man, that story is really fucking cool, dude. It's a really great read. Uh, I, I think I can get you access to that through my Marvel account. Uh, if you're ever looking to read some comics and get okay. and get like dive deep into that, because into the Spider Verse, that story is awesome. They did a like five book intro before that called Edge of Spider Verse, which introduced your Gwen Stacy, who is alive in the universe, mm-hmm. not Gwen. dead, uh, Spider Gwen, yeah, uh, and like that's shocking again. Parker died, she lived, she survives Pete and becomes the the, the female Spider Man. Um, yeah, I'm stoked for that movie, and I feel like people are like, it's probably not going to do that good, but I think I'll go see it in theaters, honestly. I think it would be worth it to see it in the theaters. Oh, definitely. Um, I'll go see it. Like Incredibles 2 that's next week. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's next week. Shit. Oh, yes, it is. I wish I wish uh, Miranda's kids were old enough to take to the movies. I mean, they're four and five, but it's just like, ah. Oh, that's a stress and a fear. Yeah, so I'm sitting. Don't there like, cry, man. don't scream, don't have a tantrum. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I want to take them so that they can enjoy this awesome movie. But I, I want to be selfish and be like, I want to enjoy this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. I totally vibe that, man. We took Ollie wait. to see uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming when he was like just oh, yeah? turned four, I think, or just turned three, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. 2017, last year. He was just turned four. Yeah, because he'll turn five okay. this year. So we took him to the movies for the first time, and it was, like, really good. And then we just found out last weekend that his dad took him to see Infinity War in theaters. Interesting. He sat through the whole fucking movie. Ollie loved it. 
man. Thought it was great. Uh, Maverick, Miranda's son, he is super into the Marvel characters. Like, he's gone from, uh, he was obsessed, he's, he's still pretty obsessed with Captain America, but he, uh, he's been getting into, uh, the Flash, so going over to DC, but, uh, he's, he's a big fan of the Flash. He's a big fan of, uh, Black Panther. He, he, uh, she told him that I got Black Panther and he's like, oh my God, he needs to bring it over so we can all watch it. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch Black Panther with you, buddy. Funny that you say that. I watched that with my dad yesterday. It was nice. the last, it was the last Marvel movie he hadn't seen. He, he saw Infinity War before he saw Black Panther. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, let me tell you, my dad's like kind of old school. So he's real hit or miss with movies. Either he's going to get like hooked immediately or he's going to mm. be like, I'm not fucking interested. Turn this shit off, which he That's did how I initially with, well, with Doctor Strange, my dad's like, turn this shit off. I don't want to watch it. And I was like, no, trust me. It's really good. And like, we gave it a second watch and he liked it. But we watched the black, we we watched Black Panther last night and he was just glued to the TV, just like watching yeah. with his jaw almost like open, like, holy shit, this story is incredible. And yeah, it's totally incredible. I even noticed a super tiny Easter egg. I don't know if anybody's even brought it up, but in T'Chaka's brother's apartment in... Compton, where the movie essentially starts. Uh, so Killmonger's dad, right? Who's with Zuri. Yeah. There's a Super Nintendo chilling in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I saw it last concept. night. I was like, oh shit! They had they were rocking an SNES, stealing vibranium. That was my first console. Me also. Well, no, technically my parents had the regular NES, but the first console that I like fell in love with was the Super Nintendo. That was, that was my first one handed down to me for my uncle. Sweet. Fuck yeah. Um, I played games like 10 star. I played Jurassic park. Oh my God. That game on super <laughs> Nintendo is awful, but also amazing. If you can figure it out. Yeah. I did. like, you can get to five. like world three. I was pretty good at world three. Like, but then when they get, I think world three is when they introduce the Raptors and then you get fucking just slaughtered. You have no chance. Yeah, I I was like four or five years old and uh, didn't understand at all. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I could play – I had Super Mario, whichever – I think it was – I can't remember which one, but uh, I had that. I, I think – and then he got, he got a Nintendo 64, so then I got introduced to like Clay Fighter and uh, – 63 and a third. Shh. <laughs> Man, he my uncle got because he's only five years older than me, so uh, we were basically raised together. And he so he would get all the gaming consoles, like he had Sega Dreamcast. So I, I got I had to I got to play Sonic Adventure and uh, Ready to Rumble, Crazy Taxi, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, ah, fun. How, stuff. how old are you again? I'm 27. Okay, so he's 32 then, yeah. Okay, so he's one year older than me. Cool. Because it was just like everything you were saying, like, oh, I got that system too. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, cool. Groovy. One of my favorite games, I don't know if you ever got an opportunity to play it for the, for the Nintendo 64, was Pokemon Stadium. Yes, I played. I had both of them. Oh, uh, man. Gold and Silver Edition was so hard. Yeah. Dude, yeah, but was. I had a super hack for that. If you used a Pelican on your Game Boy... You could give yourself a Snorlax level 100 and teach him explode. And in the OG game of Pokemon Stadium, you could get to Mewtwo and explode with Snorlax and he would leave one life and kill Mewtwo. Huh. It was a it was a little glitch thing that you could do. 
if you ha- if you had a pelican, which my parents What's a pelican? Were like, okay, so you could buy a pelican and it was a cartridge that you would put in your Game Boy Color and then you'd put your cartridge, your game cartridge in that and it was a cheat thing. So it was like it a game literally shark. It, w- it was the Game Shark, yeah, essentially. Okay. But it was it was called the Pelican specifically was like the style. But oh, yeah, it was okay. a Game Shark. Um, and it would just essentially open up the code and you could just select whatever you wanted and change yeah. your code to however you fucking wanted and then start playing the game. So once I devastated red and blue and yellow using trades with my cousin, we just traded all the fucking time and got all the Pokemon except for fucking Mew. Uh, I finally got the, I got the, you know, the the pelican out and was like okay let's party let's do this let's play and have some fun and get some weird shit but uh back to it man we're in a fucking weird real world dick yeah it's not all happy smiles and robotators not always no um it's fucking crazy because like the topic of suicide is so hard to even talk about and discuss Mm -hmm. But it's like unavoidable at this point to not to not bring it up and go like, OK, we a couple of things are happening here. Either we have an epidemic where people just can't take it anymore and people are just going, there's an easier way out or some other shit's going on with our celebs because Anthony Bourdain, man, dead at 61, death by hanging. Yeah. The se- the second death by hanging suicide this week well last week for those of you listening on launch day mm-hmm. okay so katie spade or kate spade first and then now anthony bourdain they are totally not affiliated with each other you could think there's no similarity right there's nothing that they can quantify but then i read this little interesting article that they are both in some way they were both involved with the Harvey Weinstein case. Uh, Anthony mm-hmm. Bourdain being the boyfriend of the of this lady who's like at the head of the, you know, trial because she's the yeah. first one that really came out and like said this is what's been fucking happening for years. Um, and then Anthony Bourdain made some really like really awful comments, straight up calling him a crazy pedophile and all this shit on Twitter and whatnot. Anthony Bourdain just being kind of filtered uh, or non non filtered self um but th- like then then Katie Spade saying that like she has some in- involvement too I'm not a huge like conspiracy theorist guy typically there's maybe one or two that get me my like get my brain meets pumping of like what could happen yeah but for the most part I'm like yeah okay shit is pretty face value. This does not feel face value man. It's fucking weird. I feel like Anthony Bourdain had it all. He had an 11-year-old daughter. Like why is he leaving that behind? It just doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, you look at uh go back a year to Chester and he had I think six kids. I want to say six. 5 kids. or 6, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it doesn't make well, sense. Well, and that's another but, thing know, to bring up. I mean, to talk about Chester is, and I was saying this off air earlier, is like he and Chris Cornell have a similar connection other than death by suicide hanging. Yeah. Um, which is that they were trying to expose some pedophiles in Hollywood. So what the fuck's going on here, man? It's weird. And, you know, like I'm not, I've never really been much of a conspiracy guy. Uh, so I have a, I have a hard time 
believing that something like that would be a thing. Maybe maybe that's just me being naive and wanting to think that the world isn't like that, uh, that there aren't people out there that would do such a thing. And as much as as much as I would rather believe that than uh, one of my favorite singers, two of my favorite singers, uh, going and oh, did I lose themselves. you? Oh no, did you lose me? Can you hear nope. me? Nope, I'm here. You're here. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> cool. But so I, I, say that last thing again. Sorry. I want I want to believe that there's. <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked up. I'd rather believe that they that they were murdered than they killed themselves. But at the same time, I I want to stand in a, a real world. Uh, or maybe I think I said the opposite of that. <laughs> I can't remember now. Um, but like it's it's hard it's harder for me to believe that there's a murderer out there rather than them hanging themselves. Because uh, I, I I'm a huge believer in mental illness and all that you know that, uh, and so it's it's just weird to me to think that there's some conspiracy out there like that. I know, man. It's it's. I guess the thing is, it's like follow the trail. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things yeah. you got to follow the trail. And my my thing is, if in like two months or in like a week or some shit, another celebrity death by hanging happens and they have anything to do with Harvey Weinstein, it's going to be hard to ignore when it's three at that point. You know, it goes from becoming, I mean, at some point, what are we taught? Coincidence, uh, consistent coincidence becomes fact. You know, it stops becoming coincidence and it becomes law, as, as it were. So it's fucking crazy, man. I just like genuinely if you're listening to this and you struggle with mental health problems and you've thought about killing yourself and you've been through some shit reach out man reach out to us yeah. reach out to the hotlines fucking i don't care like i reach I think out to that, anyone and and i mean i know that's a, like a, a super cliche thing like oh i'm hurting and i'm suffering i'm gonna reach out to somebody and they're not gonna fucking understand and i'm gonna still want to hurt myself but you need to think about the consequences and the other people too because the picture is much bigger than you. And honestly, man, like, oh, sure, you kill yourself. Great. You've solved your problems and you've created 50 fucking more for the people you left behind. And that's the thing that's just hard to swallow. That's the thing that's like, man, I just I don't want to see people go through that shit, man, at all. It's like for real. Yeah, it's it's same. unfortunate. Same. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, so we're going to totally shift gears here, non-comic book yet again. Uh, Also, I I forgot to mention that the dude that, like, went to Infinity War every time, like, he's been to every every day of the week, or every day that the movie's been out, he's went and seen it in theaters. Uh, They invited him to the Avengers 4 premiere. Oh, wow. Motherfucker. That's so much money to be spending. Yeah. Like 15 bucks a day. Yeah. Like, you can only use your movie pass on it once. <laughs> At this point, yeah, they totally fucked everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy about that, but, I mean, I kind of get it. They're trying to uh, – the whole purpose of movie pass is to get people to see more movies, to encourage people to see more movies. Uh, they're not technically seeing more movies if they go see the same movie over and over again with it. So I, I get it, kind of, but fuck them. <laughs> I vibe that. Uh, AP uh, is really concerned about your cat right now. AP's <laughs> concerned about my cat? Yeah, he popped in our group chat says, is your cat okay? 
Why? Why? Oh, Why? gotta love that guy. Did I, I miss something? Well, you you said uh, emergency. You had some oh. emergency cat shit. To clean oh yeah, up. yeah, yeah. The emergency cat shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was rage poops. <laughs> That's the thing those cats do when they are unhappy with a certain thing. Like if we didn't mm-hmm. clean the litter box in time, or if we didn't feed them at the right time, they'll just find a hidden spot and they'll go shit there. Like fuck you, man. Now I got to clean my shit. Oof. It's like, man, that's rude. I walked so, in. I walked into the litter room and I was like, something smells a foot in here. Well, it actually <laughs> smelled like ass. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I looked behind the chair and I was like, oh motherfucker, I got to clean this mess up. So I mm. did, and that was like right when I'm like, I'm like in the middle of finding this situation out, and I look at my phone and I'm like, Dick's gonna be on the podcast in like five minutes. Got to fuck. Holy shit, he's going to be ready. And you said, okay, actually miscalculated, going to be a few more minutes. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Magnificent timing. Had to get me some Subway. Yeah, way some home. way of the sub. Yeah, I, I uh, was on my way home from, uh, I was practicing with uh, Only Human, um, uh, singing two songs with them tomorrow night, which will be two nights ago. Yeah, it's for the Doom Room uh, fifth anniversary show. Which is also their benefit show. Yes. Yes. Because uh, they I, had a fucking ridiculous tragedy. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But they're they're back on their feet. Uh they they still need another member. They need another guitarist or two. But uh they're doing all they can. Luckily their singer Shane, he he started out as their guitarist singer, so um just he reverted would, back to an old way. Yeah, I mean, they they had two other guitarists, and he was just doing vocals only, and he liked it that way. But uh, now, then both of their guitarists just dropped off, uh, which sucks. But man, like I said, they're making the best out of their situation. Uh, I can't wait to perform with them tomorrow. I think I'm gonna totally suck because uh, Miranda has gotten me sick. I know it. I know it to be true. Cause, ah, because the little kids got her sick. Mm, I don't think so. She doesn't oh. know where she got it from, but she she had a sore throat earlier this week. Uh, I'm, my throat is feeling odd, and uh, I've been rather lethargic today. So, uh, sound I'm great on the put... podcast, man. You oh, sound why? Great thank on the you. <laughs> that uh, wasn't sarcasm either. You actually sound you sound awesome. So I, I actually did not know <laughs> you were sick. I was like, no, Fuck, uh, I don't. I don't think like I'm not sick sick yet, but I, I feel I feel it coming on. You feel the storm coming. I feel the storm coming, sir. But uh, rough, se- rough seas ahead. Yeah, tomorrow's gonna be fun. Uh, They're playing last, so I gotta watch my alcohol consumption. Totally. Uh, yeah, you can't get shit face bombed. Nope. You know, because then, I mean, I then you'll be pull, like, I can always pull a. Yeah, I'm not singing. <laughs> Jokes on you. I tricked you. Uh, they don't need me, but. It's always fun to go up and yeah, sing with the friends like band. you like helping those guys out. Those oh, are yeah, your dudes. It's, it's a blast. Uh, and normally I only sing one song with them, but I'm singing uh, two of their songs, one of which uh, I perf- I didn't perform. <laughs> I uh, premiered on Metalcast 2. I remember that. Hey, yeah, Diamond way back. Heart. Diamond Heart. And that was yeah. when it was only a demo. They had just yeah. released it like a couple days prior. And uh, now the full thing's out. They've been playing it for years. That was I think three years ac- ago, Nate. 
Damn, that's crazy. We need to do another metal cast because there's we a lot do. of metal to talk about. Like some metal we're going to talk about here in a minute. Before we get to yes. that, the Man of Steel. Have you heard this rumor? Go. Okay, so officially, well, unofficially, a poster uh, leaked. And it's the back of Superman, from what you can tell. It's got a big Superman S. Mm-hmm. And it says, Superman, world's finest. It also, in the corners, has DC, Warner Brothers, and Rocksteady Games. Meaning, mm-hmm. world's finest, developed by Rocksteady, the people that did Arkham Asylum, Origins, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, uh, revealed, they're going to reveal this at the Microsoft press conference, Brainiac will be the main villain. Obviously, other DC heroes will be involved, but it will be a similar kind of game where it's Superman story, First person beat him up, kind of like Batman, but also being able to fly around your world, you know. And it's also a single player only game, no multiplayer. Good. <laughs> That's only a rumor now. This has not been officially yeah. announced, but that yeah. is a rumor coming into E3. <clears throat> so I think there needs to be see. more in this in this age of uh, multiplayer uh, flavor of the week games. Um, I, I firmly believe there needs to be more story. There needs to be more single player story based games. Totally. Uh, I am. And I am so sick of hearing about PUBG or Fortnite or, uh, for a lot, for the longest time I was sick of hearing about left for dead, which had a story. It had a single player campaign that you could, or a co-op campaign, but like, I was so tired of hearing about left for dead. Yeah, I really loved the Left 4 Dead series, but uh, as as somebody who is in the gaming world more, you could definitely get annoyed with how many people were playing that game. Oh my god, I gotta play, gotta play, gotta play. And then there was like the rumor yeah. that Valve had leaked Left 4 Dead 3's title and shit, and then that didn't come to light. Um, speaking of video game news, did you see that there was a fan casting? I want to get your opinion on this, because I want to know right out the gate if you agree with this or not. Fa- certain fans are getting behind the concept of having Dave Bautista be cast as Kratos in God of War. Hmm. Interesting. I'm more interested in uh, Jason Momoa playing uh, Viking Kratos. Ooh, that would be dope. Uh, there, there was a poster going around saying it was going to be a Netflix series, but I'm like, fake. Um, it... it, it have you seen that poster? No, I need to look it up. Uh, look it up when you get the chance. Uh, it's it's really it's it's neat because I mean he's got the scar over his eye, uh, which he kind of already has a, a, like a natural scar over his eyebrow, so it makes sense. Uh, it, but I don't I don't know how well he would actually portray Kratos. Oh, dude, I see it. Yeah, Holy right. Shit. Right. He looks definitely, yeah, Netflix original series. He definitely looks better than what the person that did the mock-up of Batista as Kratos. I haven't Kratos seen that one. I'll uh, try to look that up real quick. Yeah, just search God of War Dave Batista. You'll find it. Um, so video game news. I don't think I have any more video game news. But to stick with some Marvelish news, um, I sent this in the group a little bit earlier to you but marvel and vans have teamed up you're shaking your head no because you're seeing dave batista as kratos yeah, I'm very, you know dave batista I, also has been fan cast to be marcus phoenix in gears of war and you know like i always thought that marcus phoenix was dave batista so that <laughs> i am i am completely for that oh that's amazing uh 
But okay, so back to it. Earlier I sent you guys a link and Vans has teamed up with Marvel. Mhm. Have you seen all the shoes? Uh I saw the ones. Okay, yes. Yeah, Vans X Marvel. Uh yeah, we got some Hulk. Uh which the Hulk ones are really cool. I like the slip on the, the Hulk slip on shoes. It's literally uh it's got the checkered the toes. Yeah, where the toes are busting through. It looks like that's cool. Uh we got a Spider-Man one. We got some Spider-Man uh flip-flops, slide on flip-flops. Uh we got some uh it's got the like OG fucking comic book illustrations of like all their heads. That one's cool. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I like that one. I see a Venom hat. This is the That's badass. I didn't notice that the first yeah, time. Yeah, this around. is this is movie Venom. This is Tom Hardy Venom. Uh, what do we got? Oh, we got some Captain Marvel. I see some Captain Marvel shoes. Yeah, there's that. some controversy about that. Oh? They only go up to size 10 for men. They're one of the only shoes on the site that don't go all the way up to size 13 for men. Mm-hmm. And more sizes are available in women's. And it, there are people like, hey, we get Captain Marvel's a chick. But all kinds of fandom likes Captain Marvel, and it's ridiculous that I can't get this shoe in my size. It's not my size. I wear a size 9.5. But um, 13 and up, man, that would be unfortunate if you couldn't get that shoe, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, that there's a kid's version of the Hulk shoes, and I really want to get that for Maverick. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are awesome. The little toesies But no, you sent, uh, you sent the Deadpool ones. Oh man, and they look I got awesome. Sometimes I have the most ridiculous luck. So I've been going down. Most people who are privy to the network and what I've been doing, I've been going down to help my dad for like the past three years work on his house. We repainted it and did all this shit, and you know, built a new porch and shit and whatnot. Well, this year's like kind of the final hurrah of us working on the house for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. Um, being that he's also partially like losing his ability to walk. Uh, so things are kind of limited to what we can do. So we got to like get the garage together and it needs to be like completely uh, primed down to the original paint and then like actually repainted and stuff. And there's a bunch of shit we had to do. So anyways, I went fucking ham last night into today and just like got a lot of the stuff that needed to get done, done efficiently you know just like got like locked in because i'm like i'm gonna help my pops out you know i'm gonna do whatever i fucking can yeah so uh as i was leaving his house today uh i was just mentioning how my new balance shoes are fucking worn out like the sole is ripped off one side because i just wear them to do everything you know i mean not everything everything like i have like other shoes for nicer occasions but like if i'm mowing the yard i'm doing that if i'm working with my dad i'm using those shoes like i use them to work essentially um and i have another older pair of shoes that i like want to turn into my work shoes i was like well i need to kind of get like a fucking new pair of shoes i need to get some money together and like and look around and see what what's what i got home today and dad had sent me a message he's like hey if you uh if you find some shoes let me know and i'll see what i can do for you and i was like oh you don't have to do that uh, that's cool. And then he sent me a picture of these Deadpool shoes. And I was like, hey, I was just looking at these. And he's like, I know you like <laughs> this guy. And I was like, oh, I really do. Yeah, Deadpool's awesome. And he goes, um, okay, well, they'll be there next week. And I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, man, you've been working so hard for me. I wanted to do something nice. So I, I got you these shoes. And I was like, that's the most 
fucking incredible thing. Like these just went on sale today and he's like, here a gift. That's the awesome. thing that gets me about these shoes, man. A couple of the designs that are awesome. The back heel, see the bottom. Oh, with the gum. Yeah. <laughs> Super the, the fucking pink. hilarious. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about these shoes, they're high tops. I don't like high yeah. tops. Otherwise I'd totally be into them and get them for myself. Yeah. But the, uh, dude, the bullet that they use, that they have like the bullet casing mm-hmm. as the top of the shoe is fucking amazing. They also look kind of like um, cell, like um, cell shaded, you know, like yeah. uh, Borderlands Two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Borderlands and whatnot. I don't. I fucking dig them, man. I'm super stoked. They've also on the inside got the little uh, throwing star. Yes, That's just in just the gra- in the graphic. If you guys haven't seen those, man, these shoes are really fucking cool. I'm like nerding out over Marvel shoes. Not really a big shoe guy. Yeah. But these just kind of fell in the world. It's funny because I had seen that Marvel was doing the Captain Marvel shoes and was definitely interested in those. Um, but then I saw the, I mean, Dad sent me the other ones. Also, I noticed I, I after the fact, I was like, oh, man, I kind of also would have loved to have the Black Panther ones. Those are radical. Very sleek design. Uh, where are they? Where see, are they? I don't see the Black Panther ones. Really? Here, I'm going to be a straight-up G and a bona fide. You can't teach that. Watch this, Jazz. Bam. Wop. Look in the chat for Skype, my dude, while we're gotcha. mid-podcast. Oh, okay, I did see them. Never mind. It doesn't say Black Panther and the uh, thing, so I guess technically none of them actually have the name. <laughs> no. Van- Vans X Marvel Skate High. That's all it says. Yeah, but then the color tells yeah, you what the. I I was looking at it. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then I looked at the thing, and I'm, it just says Vans X Marvel. I'm like, okay, so it's just like a regular Marvel thing. I wasn't looking at all the other things. Yeah. And then okay, but it's followed by Black Panther shirts. So I I should have just looked. I should have just looked. It's okay. It happens, man. It happens. What? Hey, I want to know this thing before we get out of here because yeah. this is this is some stuff that's happened that's comic book related. Yeah, the internet and everybody is reacting to this, and I want your reactions. Yeah, what's Jared up? Leto's Jared Leto's Joker getting a standalone. The fuck? Oh man! Like they officially announced it going ahead. They are in fact doing the standalone Jared Leto Joker storyline. Well, so. I'm not a giant fan of Jared Leto's Joker. Uh, I understand that there's a lot of scenes that they left out with him that probably could have made that the Suicide Squad movie better, or at least that character better, that portrayal better. Yeah. Um, however, like I do enjoy the theory that he is not the actual Joker, or not at least not the original Joker. Uh, so if they were to go down that road, I would enjoy it a lot more. Uh, it, like say he, instead of Jason Todd becoming the red hood, he becomes Joker. Yeah. I, I like, I, I always really loved that theory. Uh, but if they don't go that route, uh, if they do just straight up, he's just, he's just the Joker, nothing, no crazy theory behind it. Um, I'll watch it. I'll well, I guess happens. that I can I can use that as a little bit of a segue. I I think I will probably watch the the Jared Leto Joker movie just out of curiosity more than anything. Yeah. 
Uh, but that's the thing about these superhero, all these superhero movies is like, I'm gonna go watch them. <laughs> Because you're curious. You want to see yeah. what happens. And, and, you know, and, and it's not even that it's a superhero movie. It's just the fact that uh, they're all part of a universe, so I don't want to be left out. Uh, totally. I spent you don't want to be left out of the experience. Yeah. I think I've seen every single Marvel movie in theaters um, since Guardians of the Galaxy. Sweet. So that, that I mean, I had seen, I, th- I saw Thor. Uh, I saw Avengers. Uh, I saw Iron Man two, and three. Mm, I think Dark that's, World. That's about all. No, I did not see Dark World in theaters. Luckily. Okay, what about uh, Captain America? No. Oh man, that was so good in theaters. Neither did I see Winter Soldier, but I saw Civil War. Uh, so like like I said, once like I saw a few before. I I saw Hulk too. I remember seeing Hulk. Uh, but from from Guardians forward i saw every movie in order hell yeah the only one i didn't see in all the ones that have recently come out was dr strange unfortunately missed it in theaters my biggest regret i wanted to see it in 3d we just never got around to it it's one of those that slipped under the radar by the time i actually was like okay let's go see it it was already out of theaters i think wonder woman was just about to come out so it was Mm -hmm. much too late at that point but uh no yeah I can't, I can't like not see something that's part of a uni- a bigger universe now. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be seeing Godzilla, the next, the next Godzilla, because King Kong was part of that, and I saw, the yeah. first, I saw the first Godzilla. So that's a universe. Uh, yeah, I'll go see it. I'll go see that Joker movie. All right. So before we get out of here, there's one last topic I wanted to cover with you today that we talked about covering, but we have not yet covered. What's up? What's up? Well, I was, uh, you know, I don't want to call myself sheltered, but uh, I don't always get hyped on bands when people are like, fucking check this fucking band out, man. They're so groovy. Like, I'm fucking into them. I'm always like, okay, whatever, fucking skeptical. I did it with Ghost. I fucking hated the idea of Ghost before I actually, like, listened to their discography. And then I was like, oh, I I fucking get it. Like, I understand where they're coming from. Cool. Diet King Diamond. no, nah, I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. It's a it's a joke that's been going around because I have I have a couple friends, uh, Scott and Amanda, who have been on Podcastrophe. Uh, yeah, they they are huge Ghost fans. And oh I yeah, just, I just like to rile them up. Uh, Amanda went as Papa yes. Emeritus, uh, Ma- at- Mama Emeritus, Mama Emeritus. That's right. Yeah, she's she's done that a few times. She went she went to the Iron Maiden Ghost show as that. Uh, yeah, she's great. She she gets so into it. She's a huge. They're they're both huge Trivium fans. So she, every time she goes to a Trivium concert, she brings this poster and it says uh, "Becoming the Dragon" and it has Magic Carp on it. <laughs> I love it. That's she wants she wants Matt Heffy to notice notice it so bad. <laughs> well, yeah. At some point, he's going to if he keeps seeing the same fucking sign right. over and over and right. over and over. Uh, uh, but anyways, anyways, you posted um, in our group. And you posted on your Facebook, and you posted in another group. You were posting a lot. But As I Lay Dying came out with a new song. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tim Lambesis, I said it right? Yes. Okay, um, was convicted of attempted murder by means of hiring a hitman on his wife. Solicitation of murder. Solicitation of murder. Thank you for getting the exact charge. Uh 
And you could assume that As I Lay Dying was done as a band. You could assume that life for him is pretty much done because you're going away for a long time. Well, he uh, he served his time. He was on good behavior and I think got out early, right? Three, three years early, yes. Three. I mean, three he years early because... Six. I mean, and he was obvi- probably like a model dude in jail. But uh, I'm a big proponent of second chances. You know, you probably won't get a third chance out of me, but second chances mm-hmm. I'm all about. So... Um, a lot of people are up in arms about this. Man, and it's a crazy you're, topic. You're not hearing much from the industry. Jamie Jastas kind of said his piece. He's like, he's like, I'm holding my judgment on the other four members. Um, Tim, however, uh, there he's he's not holding back on his judgment. He's he's already been judged in Jamie Jastas' eyes. Um, so. Uh, he's like, I'm holding my judgment on the other four. I want to see what happens in their reasoning for rejoining. Because all of them were very adamant in saying that they will never work with Tim again. Uh, so when when all this happened and they left As I Lay Dying, essentially, the only two people that owned any rights to the As I Lay Dying name were uh, Tim Lambesis and their drummer Jordan. Jordan Mancino, I think. Mancino. Okay. Uh, so Jordan didn't want anything to do with it. So he's just like, yep, whatever. And all the rest of the other four, they went on with, and got a new singer and they formed a band called woven war. Very similar to as LA dying musically. Uh, however, it featured all clean vocals, no screaming. If there was, it was like maybe one or two lines in the entire first CD. I did not listen to the second CD because the first single was garbage and I refused to listen to it. Uh, damn. Anyway, <laughs> you have passed judgment. Yes. Uh, so they released a teaser like a week ago and the music sounded very classic as I lay dying. It was, it was the sound and people started speculating. They started looking at tattoos on the people that you couldn't quite see. And they're like, ah, is this, that looks like this guy's tattoo. And this looks like the classic lineup and, uh, or not the classic, but the, the, lineup that they had before they all went their separate ways and Tim went to jail. Um, where was I going with that? But, but everybody's like, ah, they said they wouldn't do it. Like what the hell? And and you can't really, I couldn't really count the whole, uh, Oh yes. This sounds like as they dying. Like it sounds like them. I couldn't do that because, you know, Tim writes most of the music. Like it, it sounds that way because he writes it that way. Very talented okay. guy. Uh, the Steve so, Harris of his group. Yes. So he, uh, the they were going to release the song today, but due to uh, time zones and whatnot, it released in Japan and people heard it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so they were just like, so they're just like, fuck out. it, music video, which confirmed the lineup, which was the actual lineup. Uh, so, and everybody's like, but nobody said a word as the Azalea dying camp is completely silent. Hasn't said a word. And everybody's like, why the hell did you go back to Tim? Like after all he's done and after all you've said, it's like, and you go back, like what happened? Like what changed? I mean, and I'm, I'm with you. Like I'm all for second chances. Uh, he released like a really lengthy, uh, statement and an interview before he was sentenced. And, uh, explaining his reasoning and uh, it's weird explaining his reasoning, but uh, like you can 
forgive him for that. Like, uh, fuck your reasoning. You tried to have somebody murder your wife. Uh, but and then he's also released an apology since getting out. And so it's like, okay, you've clear, like you've apologized and you know, your future actions are going to be what we look at. So let's see yeah. what happens. Let's see what happens. Well, it's interesting because I've never listened to As I Lay Dying before any mm-hmm. of this. Like, okay, so I'd heard the story of Tim Lambesis. I knew he had, you know, taken money from Kickstarter to, to like, fund this contract killing or whatever. What? And, right? Yeah, that was that's true. You didn't know that? No. That, okay, so the last As I Lay Dying, I'm not sure if it was a CD or whatever, right before this all broke out, they were doing a Kickstarter, and some of the money didn't line up with what people were expe- like like they were thinking really? about expenses well and there was I like know an, he did a GoFundMe for the Austrian death machine album. maybe that's what it was it was one of those things mm-hmm. but like it was weird because it was like the timing of everything lined up and you can't it's like you can't confirm it but it is definitely possible he used fan money to like fund that also wasn't Tim Lambesis isn't it like come out that he he had been taking steroids in his life yes yes and so, he admitted he admitted to that so he was, dude Part of his reasoning was that he was just – he was coming down from the steroids and not on them, and it was just fucking with his uh, mental stability, I guess. He was – Totally, the and then you – All sp- over the place. And, and then you spend fucking three years in jail thinking about your shit, man, and it straightens you out, and you don't you don't have that in you anymore, and you're in a different spot altogether. Did you know so he tried again, to sue the, the jail, or he tried to sue the court system? Because while he was in there, they refused to let him have like his hormone treatments. To, so like, like he was getting imbal- the from the steroids. He was super imbalanced, and oh, when yeah. your body's super imbalanced, it makes up for that by producing like if you have a ton of uh, testosterone, you're gonna to come down from that. You're gonna produce tons of estrogen. So he basically he grew man boobs <laughs> from mm. not being able to have uh, the the proper treatment to damn battle the excess estrogen. And so he tried to sue the fucking jail for not allowing him to take that. <laughs> Did he win? No, I don't think so. Uh, that's <laughs> I don't crazy. remember, but I don't so, think so. So you shared the link for this song, my own grave. And I have like, again, no fucking clue what's uh-huh. going on. I have no idea about this band. I've never actually listened to them. And I fucking clicked on it. I was like, you know what? I like Dick's taste in music. Typically, he knows what's on the button. Like, let's give it a chance. And right out of the gate, I was like, I don't fucking like it. The screaming annoys me. Like, I'm not into I'm it. I'm not a fan of the screaming in that song, at least in the verses. Okay, correct. Right, right, right. So I was too like, fast. right away, like. It's too fast, and it sounds like he's mumbling. Uh, I, I know he can do better. <laughs> right. So I was just like, okay, I don't know about this style. So I'm just going to, we'll see, is what I was thinking. And we'll see turned into holy shit. I fucking love this song as the chorus hit. Oh, and yeah. I understood the message of the song. And I was like, man, that is a dude putting his heart and fucking soul out there and literally begging for forgiveness. He's saying, look, I know what I did and I'm the only one that can be blamed for that. Put it on me. Put it on my fucking shoulders mm-hmm. because that's the cross I'm going to bear now, you know. And good on him, man, because it takes fucking balls to want to be out there. And you think like, 
God, could they tour as a band without him like getting death threats and stuff? Like there, yeah, there's right. a whole new world of what the fuck with him doing this, you know? And it's crazy though, because you think like rappers actually, and I, I hate to sound like this. I'm not trying to be, it's not a race thing, but there are rappers who have killed people who are still rapping and people love their music and they killed people. They actually took lives. Dude did not actually successfully take his wife's life in any way, shape or form. He served his time. He is mo- it seems like he is on this path of like redemption, like I'm going to be forgiven yeah. someday. So I give him a chance. Fuck it. I liked the song. Ultimately, my own grave makes me want to go listen to As I Lay Dying and give them a chance as a band. Uh right around the time of like him getting arrested and all that, they had just announced and I had just gotten into them maybe like a month or two prior. Oh, shit. Uh, so they had announced a tour with Killswitch Engage and Memphis May Fire and another band or two. And so I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm going to go see this band that I just got into that I love this album, this last album, uh, Awakened. Uh, came out in 2012, end of 2012, and this was spring 2013. And then all of this shit hits, and they dropped off the tour and replaced by my friend, my friends, uh, Affiance. Uh, so that was that was cool. I was like, cool. I don't get to see them, but I get to see these guys. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, another fun fact: my uh, my friend's band, Across the Sun, uh, actually recorded their full length album in Tim Lambesis' studio. Whoa, that's crazy! Yeah. Hey, do you uh, want to know another fun fact about yeah. some of your friends in the music world? What's up? Your home slices and catalytic. The oh, most yeah. gangster humans ever. Open for fucking trivium. Yes, bro. they did. And they they told me they're like, hey, do you want it? Do you want it on the guest list? Like, we have a really large guest list. You can get in here for free. I'm like, oh man. I totally Dude, want to, but I didn't. It was in Fort Wayne. Yeah. It was Ugh. it would have been a it would have been a drive. I wouldn't have got back till late. It uh, was a work day. It was a it was a Tuesday night. And the thing is, I do my show on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday around 5.30 or 6, we live stream. I didn't yeah. want to be tired for my show. So No, man. I, I ducked out. I bailed out on it. And uh, uh, it bums me out that I had to do that. And I wanted to go support my boys in Catalytic. I wanted to go see the almighty Trivium. Uh, but it is what it is. Okay, look. With the Catalytic thing, though, uh, from what I've heard, man – they're getting the praise they deserve. Like people are taking yes. notice of them. They were like, you should have been on this awesome. tour. Like you should be a part of this. Like, fuck. Yeah. Those dudes deserve it. Those guys are nice dudes. Uh, Dustin, mm-hmm. I think I've at least Which interacted one? with once. Maybe <laughs> uh, Dustin, there's two right? of them in the band. There's two Dustin's. There's, du- there's the guitarist. And then there's the singer, Dustin stroll and Chavez. Chavez is the one I met. Okay. 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 He, so he's yeah, usually man. the one that does the talking for the band. He's the, He's the the main guy. Yeah, man. So so shout out to those dudes for mm. for kicking ass and taking names. Uh, Got to support the, the local dudes that get those opportunities. They've always been great. They've uh, really good friends of mine. They've always been good to me. Uh, they're always a, a treat to watch. Hell yeah, man. All right. Well, Mr. Tyner, is there anything else we want to tackle before we call this thing a day? <sighs> man. Uh... Yeah, I just I, I want to say just check out that new As I Lay Dying song, My Own Grave. I really enjoyed it. I think I think it's a 
a great fresh um, rebirth. I love it too. Rebirth is nice because it gives you an opportunity to see something different. Like I said, I'm checking this band out for the first time. This is my first exposure and knowing what I know, I'm a fan of the music. Uh, I'm going to give this dude a chance to be himself and prove himself in society. If he becomes a scumbag again, well, fooled me twice. Shame on me. He actually has a master's in theology. Like he studied. Damn, that's crazy. He studied like Christian theology. Uh, Damn. As I Lay Dying was a Christian band. What? Yeah. And, uh, the last album, Awakened, is actually about him stepping away from the Christian religion and losing his faith, which is one of the things that prompted me to kind of ditch Christianity and why I actually got the Awakened tattoo on my arm. Oh, inner arm. badass. Because um, I, I wanted something to symbolize that. You know, it was important to me, <laughs> which is it, 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 it was such a big, it wasn't a huge part of my life, but I felt like it was a big part of my life to lose it, uh, to stop believing in the Christian God and Jesus. Um, not that I'm against that. I say, if you if you believe in that and, uh, it's not hurting anybody and you're not using that to hurt anybody, you're not pushing it on anybody, then go, go you. If it's something that brings you solace and, uh, fulfillment in your life, go for it but it's not for me. Dude, well fucking said, man. Cause I feel the exact same way. You know, uh, religion is not my bag. I've seen it destroy people. I've seen it fucking yeah. permanently affect and damage people that I care about and love very much. So, um, you know, and I've also seen religion fail me right in front of my own eyes, seeing terrible things happen. So, um, but I'm this, I'm the same as you, you know, if it's not hurting anybody and you're not trying to push it on people and you want to believe in your religion, go you sure. Just don't throw it at everybody else because that's when shit gets fucked up. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, like years ago, I was I was talking to this girl from Tinder uh, and she she uh, we were talking about tattoos and she's like, yeah, I got it. Uh, the only tattoos I have are these dates. And I was like, oh, yeah, what are they? What are they signifying? She's like, oh, this is the day I became born again. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I just a few years ago got out of it. She's like, yeah, whatever, whatever suits you. I mean whatever fulfills you. And I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Like what fulfills you? So like, I've never been one to speak out against religion. Like there are people out there that are like, like hardcore against religion and they will like laugh in your face that you believe in God. And I'm like, I'm not about that. So it's like, it's whatever brings you peace, whatever fulfills your life. I think it's time and a place. Yeah. If someone's being an asshole to me about their religion, I'll be an asshole right back about how their religion oh, is yeah, bullshit definitely. <laughs> and I'll poke I'll poke holes in it like fucking Swiss cheese. Yeah. But if someone's being nice and kind, I'm not going to shit all over them. That's just being an asshole. Yeah, I'm not yeah, to help anybody out. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, as always, you can check the Journey into Comics podcast out at journeyintocomics.com. You can get us on all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify. Also, go to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. For $1, you get early access, and for $3, you get early access and exclusive content, meaning that as soon as our episode is done being edited, you get it in your ear holes before anybody else on release day. And then also, that means if you're giving us the $3, that you're getting stuff that no one else hears, like the soon-to-be-launched Patreon-exclusive show, Brews with Babes, officially. Lauren's Ooh. making it happen. Hell yeah. So uh, that's for $100, you get a uh, silicone mold of my penis and Tyler's 
comes with that. It's just a tickler. It's a tiny little thing. Buy one, get one free. Yep. $100. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. I'm, I can't wait for someone to pledge $100 and for me to have to text you like, well, guys, oh, Miranda time to fucking keep your end. <laughs> time to keep your end of the bargain, motherfucker. Someone has come through, especially if they put like, want Dick's dick. And Tyler's too, also, I guess, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a little tickler. That's all it is. I mean, nothing to get excited about, but it's, it's there. the it's warm up. It. It's the yeah, warm up. So <laughs> it's like an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. yeah. It's like the amuse bouche of sex. <laughs> I don't know if you know what an amuse bouche is. I don't, I don't. It, it is a, it's an entire flavor profile of food in one singular bite. Literally it's built on a spoon and you eat it in one bite. It's called a moose bouche Yes, um, hmm. that's a foodie thing to tie it all back in there with uh, the loss of Mister Bourdain. R.I.P. Chef. That's uh, this one sucks. It definitely is hard being a guy who has been influenced by Anthony Bourdain's cooking style and his fearlessness of going yeah. around the world and trying new foods and not, you know, holding back. I think I'm pretty sure Anthony Bourdain did a fucking episode of Hot Ones, man. Like, and it was amazing. Fuck yeah, it was a fucking amazing. Of course he did Hot Ones. He loved it. I'm pretty sure it was like season four. I'll find that and send it to you. But uh, I think that's going to do it for today, man. Yeah. Thanks for Uh, coming on. For those listening, uh, every Wednesday around 5.30 or 6 on the Podcastrophy Facebook page, we are live. Live streaming. You can come in, watch us be jackasses. You can comment on it. We'll respond to your comments. You can ask questions. We'll answer them. So uh, join us. Oh, I love that plug. Obviously, check out the Podcast Review podcast every Thursday right here at Journey yeah. of the Comics Network. The next day. Uh, <laughs> the very next day. I love how that works out now. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for this episode of Journey into Comics. This has been episode mm-hmm. 195, Robotots. I have been <laughs> Nate. And I'm Dick. And we will see you guys later. As always, take it easy. Be breezy. And fill your brains with shit. Later. Yee! Yee!